0: This morning, as we um, lead this song and introduce this song, the Lord put this verse in my heart this morning, and he brought it before me, and I don't think it's a mistake. It's in book of Psalm, chapter 56. He tells us this. But when I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. I praise God for what he has promised. I trust in God, so why should I be afraid? He finishes verse 4 by saying, What can mere mortals do to me? we walk into this place you walked into our front doors at new beginnings church all of us in this place are full of fear i don't know what you're going through but i know that i'm fearful for what i'm going through i don't want to be full of fear anymore i want to be full of faith not fear but fear over faith we're going to conquer that this morning so we sing this song together this morning. Will you join me this morning is to put your trust in God. Sing this song from the depth of your heart. The blessed assurance Jesus is mine, yes he yes. He's been the fourth man in the fire It's time. Born of his spirit, washed in his blood. And what he did for me on Calvary is more than enough. I trust in God, my Savior. Hey we walk into this place, Lord, you heard the cry in the song of our hearts. Let us seek you together, church. Let us seek him together. Come on. Seek him with me, church. I I sought the Lord, and he heard, and he answered. I sought the Lord, and he heard, and he answered. I sought the Lord, and he heard, and he answered. That's why I trust him. That's why I trust him. Out to you, Lord, in this place, just <laughs> with enough faith to reach out, to touch the hem of your garment. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. Thank you that you have not failed us. Thank you that you will not fail us. Thank you for the promise, Lord, that you won't fail us, that you would never leave us, Lord. Thank you. We walk into this place, Lord, some full of hope and full of uh, of rejoicing. And some come in, Lord, full of pain and full of sorrow. You're there for both of us. Just the same. Just the same, Lord, you're here for the both of us to comfort and to rejoice, Lord. And we serve such an amazing God? Lord, we come before you in prayer this morning, Lord, to thank you. Lord, that no matter the walk of life that we're in, Lord, we can still sing, Lord, that we can trust you, Lord, because of the track record that you have with us, Heavenly Father. So we thank you, Lord, for your presence, Lord. I can feel you. Everything else is taken away, Lord. The beauty and the wholeness of who you are, Lord, overwhelms me. Thank you, Lord, for your overwhelming love and your overwhelming presence. You know the prayer in every single one of these seats, Lord, and every single person standing here at this platform, Lord, everyone working outside, Lord, even while they're just fellowshipping on the outside, Lord, you know the need, and so, Lord, we know that for a fact, Lord, that when we seek you, Lord, we will find you. That's what your word tells me, and I believe it. So, Lord, let us seek you wholeheartedly this morning, Lord, because it's not about anything else, Lord, here today except for you. We come into this place, Lord, with everything else, and we feel the, the fellowship and, and the love from one another, Lord, but we're here to connect more, most especially, Lord, with the, the vertical connection with you. Lord, it's all about you. So, Lord, let us not ever want to take your place, Lord, of being a power or a pillar of strength for those, but, Lord, that we would lead them. Lord, to the foot of your cross, Lord, that they know that it's you whom they need to trust, Lord. Not me, because I'm going to let them down every time, Lord. But you don't let us down. Thank you, Lord, for your presence in this place, for the peace and the comfort that only you can bring,
1: Jesus. Because I trusted God, my Savior, will never will never fail. thank you Lord, Ooh,
0: Lord I love when I get to breathe in your grace and breathe out your praise like we just did, Heavenly Father, For so that we thank you Sweetness of your name, Jesus. Mm. Sweetness, Lord of my name. I don't want to leave this moment. In Jesus' name, Jesus. Hey, church, if the Lord has touched your heart this morning, I know it's tremendous. But, church, if you know what you can do, and what I actually would love for you to do is give him thanks, no matter the walk of life that you're going through right now. Give him thanks because he's still watching over you. He's still with you, amen? We give him thanks for that. Hey, church, and while we're celebrating the goodness of God, let's celebrate the goodness of one another and being in this place. Man, it's so amazing to have you with us, church. We welcome you and welcome one another in this time.
2: Hello, hello, hello. Hey, church, how good you morning, doing? Good morning, friends. Good morning.
0: Good. Amen. Good, what a wonderful good, good. time of worship, amen? What a wonderful, I don't know, church, I don't know about y'all, but I could have stayed there for like Ooh. another six hours and that man, moment, Man, his amen. presence
2: is good, right? His amen. presence is Thank so you, good, amen? Breathing in the presence God's of the Almighty good. has nothing to compare to it, amen. nothing at all. What's up, Rox? What's up? Yo, yo. Hey, in case y'all didn't know, my name is Roxy, and it is my honor and privilege to be part of your worship team and welcome you to church this morning.
0: Hey, church, uh, my name is Michael Romero, and it is an honor and a privilege to stand in front of you and just serve the body. It's just, man, thank you, Lord.
2: And welcome to all of those joining us online in Albuquerque and around the world. Amen. Well, let's welcome them, church.
0: Church, because it was... Definitely a spirit-led moment this morning in worship, and we took a little bit longer than than we had planned, but thank the Lord for that moment. Uh, So they're going to make us
2: talk really, really short. They're going to take our microphones That is Christianese for. Yeah, wrap it up. Yeah, it's (laughs) That's what they're telling us. But, you know,
0: Church, I I, I really, the last thing we ever want to do is take away time from Pastor and and this sermon series that he's kicking off today. Uh, And so, Church, look, uh, it's the new year, and a lot of us have... um, uh, Maybe not reach them. More like broken our resolutions already.
2: I told you not to go sky skydiving. Sorry, man. Homeboy over here, he just likes all kinds of crazy thrills, so he goes skydiving on a regular basis. My, my I tell him he can't rate be doing is that. Like
0: Forty nine, so not I gotta good.
2: No skydiving for you. So <laughs> church,
0: look, those resolutions. Uh, I know. I know part of of mine are, 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 is to grow my spiritual walk with my family, and I know some of you right? guys have the same right. thing, or, or maybe you don't have that big family. Maybe it's just you and a roommate, but. You want to grow spiritually, and your schedule like mine varies a lot, so we can 't really commit to like a Tuesday night with these wonderful um, education courses that we have here in new beginnings. but so I want to bring a resource to your attention that we've we 've talked about before, but I really really want to what, talk about it. Roxy, tell us a little bit more about Right so Now right Media. So Right Now
2: Media. Right Now Media is so important. Listen, if you have a busy schedule, it would be awesome if you could come to the continuing education classes that we have here, right? Because then you not only get filled, you grow, but you can fellowship with people. But sometimes you can't do that because just like Michael said, your life is too busy. But what you should never be too busy for is growing in the Word of God keeping your connection with God alive and learning something new. You could spend a lifetime in the Bible and learn something new every time. So right now, media is one way that you can do that. If you can't make the classes, you can't be here. Right now, media has a collection of different ways that you can learn. It has devotionals, it has sermons, it has preachings, it has teachings. It has so many different ways that you can learn with amazing speakers from from all, kind, all kinds of speakers. Just an incredible resource for you, church. I encourage you to to find a way to engage with Right Now Media and, and help it be part of your walk with Christ as you grow.
0: And, you know, maybe, maybe you still want to attend one of those A.E. courses that we have, which are phenomenal. Church, I want you to use this in addition to, right? This is an amazing resource that you and I contribute to every single week when we give our tithe and our offering and, and the work that you and I do there fi- with our financial gifts to the kingdom that's what you and I do. And so, church, take advantage of that. It's a completely free resource, by the way. It's completely free. If you want to study more, maybe you say, man, man, I really love the Book of Romans. And you want to study the Book of Romans with, like, Francis Chan or, or Beth Moore. Maybe, uh, uh, maybe you want to take a course uh, and, and do a study on finances. It'll help you with your finances. So, church, it's just this endless resource that is super, super valuable. I tell you, church, I implore you, please that QR code that's behind me on the screen or in front of you at home, please take advantage of it, scan it, and find out what it's all about. Okay? And that QR code, though, y- I, I do want you in service.
2: We do. We will Every we'd Wednesday like to and see every Sunday, here. that QR code is going to be flashing all the time.
0: Church, know that it's available on the homepage of our app. It will be available on our website, so you can sign up. And guess what? We want you to invite more people into your life with that. Amen? So use that resource. It's an amazing, amazing tool.
2: Now, we mentioned free, free for free, right? It's free, free for you guys because some of these resources that are on there, Beth Moore, Francis Chan, if you went out to try to buy them, they would be a bit costly. But it's free for you. But let me tell you why it's free. It's free because of your faithful giving. There are so many things that we could not go over. There's an app that um, has all the things that we do at New Beginnings Church, a Facebook page, a, 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 a website page. I, would lo- I was losing all my words. I'm losing my words.
0: Don't um, look at me. I'm lost too, Brim. Okay.
2: <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, there's all kinds of things that we do at New Beginnings Church to help you to grow, to reach up, Amen. to reach in, and to reach out into our community. I encourage you to be a part of that. And the reason that we ha- can do all of those things is because of your faithful giving. So I want to thank Amen. you, church, for being so faithful um, not only in 2023, but moving forward into 2024, you've made it happen with the grace of God mm. and your faithful giving, it happens.
0: Amen. We, we, we can't, we're not standing here without your faithful obedience to the tithe, amen, to the expansion of his kingdom and the work that you and I are doing outside of the four walls. Thank you for your obedience in the tithe. If, if you say, man, I, w- I want to participate in that or the Lord is, is really uh, leading you to be a, a faithful uh, giver, Because sometimes we fall short. I know we've all been guilty of it. Church, a way to do it electronically or behind me on the screen, tithe uh, website, or you can do it via text message, or you can drop off your tithe in an envelope at one of the tithing boxes here in the sanctuary. Amen? Thank you, church, for the difference that you're making.
2: Amen. Amen. Making a a difference in the lives of the Mm. people here in this church and out in the community and actually all around the world. So thank you for that.
0: Thank you, church. Why don't we celebrate the work that we're doing? Amen. Amen. And while we're at it, let's celebrate by asking our pastor, welcome Pastor Richard to the platform.
3: It is so good to have you in the house of God on the first Sunday of the year. We are hoping that you're going to ride out the whole year and just be a part of something really, really great. I know they dismissed the young people, but just in case any lag behind, uh, the young uh, high schoolers, junior high are in a worship service of their own right now, and uh, you're welcome to be dismissed. I'm kicking off a new sermon series, and it's a series that is something really, really dear to my heart because I know of so much brokenness that there is in the lives of individuals. And it's really hard to see people going through so much when. There's so many resources, but especially the Lord available to us. Uh, years ago, I had taken my kids to Peter Piper, and uh, I don't even know what, they, they've changed the name so many times, So, but it's kind of like Chuck E. Cheese and stuff, but they have this game that it's whack the mole. You know, where the, it's like a gopher, a mole comes up, and guacatella, man, you hit that Dude. <laughs> And you whack it with like a, a, a cloth mallet and uh and and <laughs> and you and and right about the time you hit one, boom, another one comes up, pow, another one comes up. And I thought, man, isn't that like life? It's like right when you get ahead, boom, you know, man, somebody knocks you down and tears you down or beats you down. And 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 so I just wanna let you know that there's hope for us, and there really is. And that's my sermon for the day, so God bless you. <laughs> no. but, but all kidding aside, man, that really is life. It's like we barely get our head out of, the, out of the mess we found ourselves in, and boom, something happens that we knock ourselves down again. The Apostle Paul is one of the greatest leaders that we see in the Bible. He wrote almost all of the New Testament. And he became this great, mighty leader, yet in his greatness, he also had struggles. And he was struggling with life and he was struggling with stuff. And in the book of Romans, he writes about that in chapter 7, verse 15. And he says, I don't really understand myself. Now, doesn't this sound like us? I want to do what is right but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. Jump down to verse 18. And I know that nothing good lives in me. That is in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. Lord, I pray that you really help us Open our eyes, our ears, and our heart to you. That there's really hope and healing for hurts, habits, and hang-ups. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me tell you something. There's really... Some scholars believe that Paul's writing this before he, he, you know, finally gave his life to the Lord. No, he's writing this in the current right now. The verbs he's using... are are he saying, I don't understand myself. I really want to do good, but I just don't do it sometimes. And it's like, I don't know about you, but, man, there's times I'm there like, "I tonto, 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 dummy, dummy, dummy. Why'd you do that? Why'd you say that? Why'd you think that? and, and, And I just feel like it's two steps forward and one back. And sometimes it's four steps forward and five back. And I'm like, what's going on? And there's things that sometimes we really struggle with. We're all human beings that live in a fallen world. And we have to understand this. There's a whole list of words I'm going to say, and see if you deal with any of these. There's stress, maybe diet, or you stress because you don't diet, or you stress because you don't keep your diet. Are you stressed because you can't find a good diet? Finances, like uh, we spent more than we should have, and here we are at the first of the year, and the rent's due, and uh, fears. You're afraid. You're afraid to answer the door because it's a bill collector. You're worried, and you're dealing with worry. Or how about relationships? Relationships can be really challenging. I don't mean just romantic ones. I mean just people. People with people. Because people can be amazing and people can be really challenging. And man, or how about anger? Why are you angry all the time? I'm not angry. (laughs) Everyone's always telling me I'm angry. I'm not angry. Leave me alone already. I'm glad there's no one like that here. But in first service, there was a whole bunch of them. Or how about you're overworked, and you're like a workaholic. Maybe you have bad habits that you just keep doing, and then you have regrets. Or maybe you're dealing with painful memories, some stuff that happened in the past, and you're like, man, I don't know how to deal with this. I don't know how to get rid of this. I don't know how to process it. Or maybe attractions, unhealthy attractions. You're a married man or a married woman and you're attracted to someone other than your spouse and you're like, what am I doing? What am I doing? How about addiction? Maybe you're addicted to gambling or pornography or alcohol or drugs or overeating or whatever. Or what about resentment? I'll never forgive them. I want to wait to see them rot in hell. Does that mean you're going to hell too to so see them there? I, I, anyway. How about perfectionism? Everything has to be just, and you're always stressed because of it, or dishonesty? Or how about the need to control? You're always in control. Or how about com- just compulsive thoughts? The things that come in your head that you're like, I don't even know where they come from. And the root cause of all these things are that you want to play God that you and I want to play God. You see, God says, don't do that, and what do we do? We do it. He says, I want you to do this, and what do we do? We do something else. We don't listen to God, we don't follow God, we don't keep up with God, and we don't do it the way he wants us to, and then we go, I don't know what's going on, I don't know why this is happening, I don't know, and it's because we want to be our own God. In the book of Ezekiel, chapter 28, verse 2, Ezekiel was supposed to go talk to the man, the the prince of Tyre, and he says, son of man, give the prince of Tyre the message from the sovereign Lord. In your great pride, you claim I am a God. He goes, I sit on a divine throne in the heart of the sea, but you are only a man and not a God though you boast that you are a God. And there's people that do that all the time. I run my own life. No one tells me what to do. I don't need the Lord. I don't need nothing. I don't need that Bible. Oh, you pray, 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 pray. Oh, shut up. Oh, you invite me to church, 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 church. Oh, leave me alone, man. I got it all together. Where has that got you? Where where are you, by the way? You see, we, we we create a mess for ourselves. Pride comes before the fall. Pride ruins people. We won't ask for help. We won't let people speak into our life. Then if they do, we say, Who do you think you are? Yituque? <laughs> ah man, like if you're all that great. Oh man, forget you. You see, the cure. The, the the root of the problem is we want to play God, but the, the, the cure, Jesus preached it on the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter five. He he preached the Sermon on the Mount and, and He preached on the Beatitudes. And and he talked about the Beatitudes. And I'm I'm gonna tell you eight ways to be blessed, Jesus said. And he starts talking about this. Blessed be, blessed are, blessed are, blessed are. And and that word blessed literally means to be happy. So he starts his first sermon, the most famous sermon that's recorded in the Bible, by saying, let me tell you how to be happy. I don't know about you, don't you want to be happy? I want to be happy. I I want to live a happy life. I know there's some of you that enjoy being Eeyore, like from Winnie the Pooh. It's like, but I want to be happy. And and we struggle with ourselves. We're the biggest problem. Have you ever noticed that every problem you have, you're in the middle of it? Like, you have a problem with people, you're still a part of it. You have a problem with finances, you're still a part of it. We're, what's wrong with us? So the first healing choice that he, that he talks about is what we're going to be looking at. The first healing choices of, of, of literally life's healing choices that we're going to look at over the next eight weeks. And he talks about it in the first beatitude. And he talks about it in Matthew chapter 5, verse 3. And he says right there, God blesses. In other words, happy are those who are poor in spirit, who are poor and realize their need for God. So you're going to be happy when you finally realize, man. I'm messed up, and I need God, for the kingdom of heaven is there. So God, help us really learn how to get there. Because poor in spirit literally means spiritually helpless. And there's people that have learned how to get that help, how to really turn and say, I don't want to stay where I was or where I am because I want to get better, and I want to get stronger and one such person is Lenora Anaya. Uh, Lenora, would you come and join me? Now, God, I just pray blessing over her. This, she's really just going to get very transparent and share the steps she took to find healing for her life.
4: Thank you, Pastor. Good morning, everyone. I am a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I am a recovering alcoholic who struggled with anger, abandonment, grief, and depression. And my name is Lenora. Six years ago, I found myself in a state of brokenness, hurt, and anger. What was I angry at? I really didn't know, but I convinced myself it was everybody else. Not me, of course. But that didn't help because I was really angry at myself. While I had my Everything is Wonderful mask on inside, I was struggling with alcohol, a very bad temper, and so much hurt. I found myself alone, not only in my relationship, but in myself. I had suffered a huge loss, losing my grandfather, my only father figure, after a battle with liver cancer. However, that wasn't the start of my addiction, because I was already an alcoholic. But what it was was the start of my recovery. Little did I know that he left me with a gift, a gift that I didn't quite understand and didn't understand for a while. After a series of unfortunate events, I found myself on a plane home, hungover and in disbelief of what I had been through. Embarrassed and hurt, again, it brought me back to the time I got caught for driving while impaired the anger and loneliness swelled up. Struggling with my own selfish behaviors, emotions, and pitifulness, I saw myself losing a grip on my children, my marriage, and myself. I was way too prideful to ask for help, only choosing to reach out to a few people that I trusted, but also not sharing the whole story. I shared with those close to me, wanting a lifeline, drowning in anti-depression meds, self-medicating with alcohol, and anxiety that didn't let me sleep. The more I struggled, the more meds I was prescribed, and it became harder to function. I was tired of living this life that I never thought I would live. How did I come this far to come this far? Slowly, God began to work on my heart through ministry. I knew that I needed to quit drinking. After all, I come from a family of severe alcohol abuse. We had lost so much already, I couldn't let it continue. Finding myself alone, feeling alone and drowning, God sent me a friend, an ally, who knew that I could do it, who led me to Christ, who talked me off the ledge more than once, who encouraged me to seek God. I was introduced to celebrate recovery. At first, a little skeptical, I thought, what did I get myself into now? But knowing that I was a recovering alcoholic, there was only so much that I could do on my own. Celebrate Recovery has opened doors, doors that were sealed shut for a reason, and opened doors that led my family and I to a different life. It helped me to work through a divorce, to work through broken relationships, and to see the role that I played. It also gave me the forgiveness and a second chance at love, at love blessing me with an amazing husband. While I can't take back the years of hurt that I have caused, I can work at living for God, sharing my story, and continuing to work every day to lead others to God like me. While I will always be a recovering alcoholic, he has brought me out of addiction, out of depression, out of abandonment, out of anger, and he delivered me from my greatest enemy, myself. He showed me how to break generational curses. He gave me the courage to break the chains and restored my relationships with my daughter's and my family, and now my mom. I could never imagine what Celebrate Recovery could have done for me. Now, instead of asking myself, how did I come this far to come this far, I am now saying, God didn't bring me this far to just come this far. My favorite saying out of Celebrate Recovery is, don't quit before your miracle happens which is what happens daily, a miracle, like when I made the decision to get baptized last Sunday. Every day I am thankful for God's mercy and grace, and I can't wait to see what God does in you. Just like what he did in me, I am a recovering alcoholic, five years sober, God saved my life, and my name is Lenora. Thank you.
3: Praise God. Amen. She's a really brave woman to come up here and be so transparent. Lord, I pray blessing over Lenora and every other person that is going to make a decision to get healthy. And I pray in Christ's name, amen. Amen. Lenora, uh, you shared a story about um, alcoholism, but also just out-of-control anger and bitterness and unforgiveness. Um, Life's healing choices isn't just for people dealing with addiction, correct? Correct. What are some of the things that you've seen people set free
4: from? You know, when you go into a recovery program, it's obvious what your recovery may be, right? Mine was alcohol addiction. But as I continued in this program, I began to realize that it really stemmed from um, abandonment issues. And those abandonment issues happened from when I was really young. And you don't understand and realize that until you really take the time to dig into yourself. And it's scary to do that. We don't want to open those doors. You know, the abandonment moved into loneliness, moved into depression, moved into – how you feel or don't feel about yourself. And that's, it's just opening that door. But really, I had to have the courage to continue to walk through that door because I needed to be a better version of myself.
3: Amen. Amen. So we're going to be starting that here at our church this Tuesday. We're kicking off a brand new class called Life's Healing Choices. It's Celebrate Recovery to really... Find healing for whatever you've been carrying all your life. Hurts, habits, and hang-ups that you haven't dealt with, but they're dealing with you. So you, we're going to start at
4: 6.15. 6.15, we'll start with dinner. Uh, service starts at 7, and um, we end about 9, and we would love to have you guys come.
3: And how much does it cost? It's free. Free, free 99, free 99. (laughs) Thank you, Lenora, appreciate you, sis. So I'm telling you, porn spirit literally is finally coming to that point where you say, I admit that I need help, that I'm powerless control my tendency to do the wrong thing and that my life is unmanageable. It's hard to get to that point because we always say, I'm fine, I'm fine. Oh my gosh, everyone's telling me I got a problem. Hijo, you bug me. i shared my story. I was the alcoholic and Cindy recorded me one time on a cassette recorder. A lot of you don't even know what a cassette is. A cassette is this little machine, and, and you had this little tape, and you would put it in there. And anyway, look it up. Google it later, okay? <laughs> cassette recorder. And she recorded me, and then she played it for me the following day. And I walked into the kitchen, and I was listening, and I go, Who is that idiot? Oh, my gosh. God. I go, What is is that guy drunk or something? I go, Cindy, where'd you get that? Oh, my gosh, that guy's a fool. And she goes, that's you. (laughs) And I go, what? She goes, that was you last night. And I went, wow. So if you really want some help, guys, for whatever you might be dealing with, depression, you lock yourself in your house you don't go anyplace, or you have really low self-esteem and you just feel like you're nothing, I'm telling you, God will help you. But the first thing you have to do is humbly admit you need help. That's the very first thing you have to do. Humbly admit you need help. Say, you know what? I really need some help. I can't do this on my own. The truth will set you free. But our problem is we can't handle the truth. People say, you need help. Oh, my God, there you go again. Everyone's telling me I need help. Well, you've already gotten fired four times in one year. There's a problem. See, it, it, there's something going on. There's hurts you have. There's habits that you have developed. And there's hang-ups that you can't seem to get through. But God can heal you. God can really heal you. In the book of James, chapter 4, verse 6, it says, And he gives grace generously. And as the scripture says, God opposes the proud. In other words, he doesn't want you to be prideful. He says, but he gives grace to the humble. So God wants to really help you. He wants to help you and minister to you if you admit you need help. But you got to start by saying, you know what? I, I think I really need help. I'm, I'm not as together as I thought. I'm scattered. We live in a confused world today. People don't know who they are or what they are. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm a man. I'm a woman. I'm a I'm a she he I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, you know it's people are so it's it's there's a lot of brokenness and willpower alone doesn't get you through it. You cannot give a spiritual problem a physical substance, and that's what people are trying. They're trying to to medicate their issue with gambling or overeating or, or 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 fighting and carrying all this bitterness or drugs or alcohol or or or, or 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 and fill in the blank and you're shopping all the time and you're a shopaholic and and you don't even know why because you you're trying to help this pain cease but you have to admit that you're broken There's some things you have to do. Admit you're broken. Admit that your secrets make you sick. Because every one of us carries these secrets in our life that, do you know how much courage it took for her to get up here? To literally be transparent? Knowing some of you are going to judge her? And here she is, an executive with Blue Cross Blue Shield, and it's like, ooh, get up, but she was an alcoholic. So was I. And you come to church. Who are you? Who are we? We're we're new beginnings, Church of God, but we're really messed up, Church of God, where you can find a new beginning. Because all of us have hang-ups. We have hurts and habits and hang-ups that we're trying to overcome. We have to admit to defeat it. Admit it to defeat it and really say it we have to you have to admit your pride and your fear or you'll get stuck where you are our 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 fear of exposure or paranoid someone's going to see us in our sin we want to look good every one of you this morning you got ready and you put on your best outfit and your hair's really good and and and, and you came looking good here to church wanted to look good. And before you walked out, the last thing you put on was your mask. And you put on your mask and how you doing? Oh, I'm blessed by the best. I'm too blessed to be stressed. But you're twitching and you're a mess. Are, are you with me? It's time that we, we, we humbly say, God, I need help. In the book of Proverbs chapter 28, verse 13, It says, people who conceal their sins will not prosper. But if you confess and turn from them, you will receive mercy. Thank you, Jesus. So I really want to encourage you to to really seek God. If, If you don't have Jesus Christ as your Savior, I don't even know how you're making it. I'm serious. I have Jesus, and I'm still sometimes just twitch and do some dumb thing. I mean, I'm like, why did I say that? Why did I think that? Why did I do that? My goodness gracious, I'm a Christian man. I'm a godly man. I'm a pastor. But see, the devil lurks around, and he wants to take you down. So we have to ask for help. Second thing we have to do is humbly ask God for help. Not just say that we need help, but I need God's help. I need his help. I need to confess that I need God's help because no one else can do what God can, and I need his help. You see, Paul the apostle came to understand that in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8 and 9. And this is what he says. We think you ought to know, my dear brothers and sisters, about the trouble that we went through in the province of Asia. We were crushed and overwhelmed beyond the ability to endure. We went through the fire, baby. And we thought that we would never live through it. Haven't you ever been there? In fact, he says, we expected to die. But as a result, we stopped relying on our own selves, on ourselves, and learned to rely only on God who raises the dead. He's saying, let me tell you something. Oh, you need God as a crutch. That's right, baby. Because let me tell you something, I keep falling flat on my face, but God raises the dead. My God raises, raises careers that have been crushed and ruined, and now he's given me a new career. God raises finances that we had to go into bankruptcy, and God has given us a whole new beginning financially. God raises dead marriages that are, some of you are already about to sign the papers, some of you have already you you've you've just you're you're not living at home together you've separated some of you you've you've gotten cold and 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 the marriage is just but he raises dead marriages god raises dead dreams you you quit dreaming and you thought i can't even dream anymore it, it can't happen it, it's too far gone and you know what god raises the dead And he can raise your situation. But it takes a total surrender. A total, total surrender. And you can start now, today, right now. Don't wait for anything else. Don't wait till you fall apart. You already know you're unraveling, and what do you do? You just keep going. I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. I'm not saying to quit and to to not try, but I'm saying quit trying on your own and give it to God and say, God, I desperately need your help because I cannot do it. And you know what God's going to say? Thank you for finally giving it to me because you keep making a mess out of it. Sometimes we finally fall flat on our back and we're on our back, maybe even in a hospital bed or something. God said, it had to take that for you to look up. I don't know where you're at, but cry out to God. And 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 so not only humbly admit that you have an issue, but and then humbly admit that you ask God for help, but the third thing you really have to do is humbly accept help from others. It's hard to accept help from others because then we think, ooh, now I owe them. And they might even tell you, now you owe me. Man, no, go to some good friends. We need help from others who are going to be rightfully helping you, not using it against you, not to mess you up. Do you know about Lenora? Lenora, she was a drunk man. Finish the story. She's been sober for five years and now she's helping others get free. And God has restored her life and given her back everything the enemy stole. So make sure you finish the story. You see, we don't we 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 tell our own story. We need help. I use this scripture a lot in weddings, but the truth of it is about just everyday life and Ecclesiastes chapter four, verse nine and ten. And he says right there, two people are better off than one for they can help each other succeed. And he says right there, if one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Look, we joke about it. We laugh about it. But you know what? They invented this little apparatus that you could clip and buzz and say, I've fallen and I can't get up because I'm by myself and I need help. I need someone because I'm down and out and I can't get out of this situation. And see, and we giggle about it, but let me tell you, when you're the one finally hitting face down, you're saying, God, please. I need help. I need help. And he sends people to us. And sometimes we go, I don't need your help. Because you think you're too good. And they're there to help you, not to judge you. They're there to pick you up, not to push you down. We need each other. In the book of James, chapter 5, verse 16, it says, confess your sins to each other. One another, each other, to others is in the Bible numerous times. But he says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other. So don't just tell them your sin, pray for each other. And then it says, so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. So you don't want it saying confess your sin, but you got to be wise on who you choose to confess it to. Don't tell it to the biggest mitotero in the world. (laughs) Oh, man, I can't wait to go tell everybody. No, don't do that. Tell people that are trustworthy. Tell people that are going to keep it to themselves. Tell people that are going to help you. Tell people that are going to minister to you you see revealing your feelings is the beginning of healing and you got to understand that so it's important that you share it but don't share it to the whole world share it to someone that's going to be non-judgmental and isn't going to hurt you because you know what all of us have fears we have the fear of our emotions some of us don't want to go back into the past because Going back into our past might be too hurtful, and we're like, Man, I, I don't, I don't want to go into my past. It might make me go crazy. Look, you're broken, but not crazy. Hear me. You're broken, but not crazy. You might think you're crazy because it's overwhelming, but you're really just broken and you need healing. So don't think you're crazy. Because you just are so overwhelmed, it's tore you apart. But I'm telling you, you'll find healing. We're afraid of rejection. What if they reject us? I've shared so much. I'm very transparent with my life. I'm even transparent with my wife's life, (laughs) and my son and my daughter and my whole family. Because you know what? Our family has gone through all kinds of crazy stuff And my children have even told me, Dad, we give you permission to use these stories to help people finally find healing like we did. And that's why I share them. I don't do it to put us down. I think I have one of the greatest families on earth. But I'm telling you, we've overcome some crazy stuff. And I want you to overcome crazy stuff. And we fear rejection. What are they going to think? What are they going to do? Who cares what they think and who cares what they do? You found healing. They, they're still messed up. And also, we, we have a fear of, what if it won't work for me? They're free, but what if I'm not free? They finally have peace of mind. They're not at war with each other. God healed their relationship. God made them to be civil with each other again. They're, they're not out of control. They're not bitter and resentful. They're, they're, they're not broken and hurting. And you're going to be healed. So I really encourage you, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ, that's where it starts. Because he's the one that is the healer. He's the great physician. And if you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, that's where it starts. And then there's going to be ground rules for this class. If you're going to be a part of this class, here here are the rules. What is said in the class stays in the class. Kind of like Vegas. Okay? (laughs) Okay? What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> no, but really, I don't want my stuff blabbed all over the place. You don't have the right to do that. I'm sharing it with people I trust. And, and, and the other thing is, we're not going to allow you to go around fixing people. Oh, I can I ca help you with that. You can't even help you. <laughs> well, but I don't have that issue. I mean, I, I, I have my own. Idea. No, you're going to focus on you. So you're going to let God heal them just like he's going to heal you. We're not going to let anyone minimize anyone's pain. Pain is pain, amen? And everyone's pain is different. Like there might be someone that shares, I'm really falling apart. My cat died. My dog died. You might think, oh, my gosh, get over it already. My son died, my mom died, my dad died, my, my loved one died, I, my business shut down. My Listen, everyone's pain is their pain. So you have no right saying that doesn't matter. You have no right saying it doesn't measure up to your level of pain. Because my greatest pain is what? My greatest pain. And yours might be greater, but let me tell you, it's still my greatest pain. And we're going to let, when we break off into the the room, we're going to have men with men, women with women. The guys over here, the women over here. Then we want you to focus on your own brokenness. Look, usually I, I want you to be selfless and help others. But this time I want you to be very selfish and think only of you. Say, God, I messed up and I need help not because my wife told me to come or my dad told me to come or my husband told me to come or my, my my no, because God told me, he guided me here. In the book of Romans chapter five, verse six, it says, when you were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. So if you've never given your life to Jesus and you want to do that today, raise your hand. Say, you know what, Pastor? I, that's me. I have to do that. I have to cry out to God. Well, then I, I want us to really get real today and take a real good look at us, and look at ourselves and say, God, what unhealthy thing am I dealing with? What, what issue is out of balance in my life? What needs changing, Lord. I want to invite you right now to to join me and and the rest of us here online or in the in the sanctuary to, to journey together for the next eight weeks, seven more weeks to really get healing. Would you take the first step today by admitting the hardest thing that you need help? That you're out of control that your life has become unmanageable. That, that hurt, that habit, that hang-up really needs to be restored in your life. It means being honest and facing up to that issue that you've been afraid of, and you've been running from for a long time. So, Heavenly Father, because not any of us are perfect, we all have areas in our life that are unhealthy and out of balance. Some of these areas, Lord, are so painful that we can hardly even stand to think about it. And Lord, we know, Lord, that there are people here today that are struggling with shame and guilt and secrets and depression and low self-esteem. There's people, Father God, that are struggling in relationships some, their marriage has gone cold or grown cold and and they're dying. Lord, they might even be separated or they might be already divorced. But you seem to be pulling them back together. Father, some people are struggling with habits that are destructive, a secret in their life that is causing great hurt to themselves and to others. And Lord, I pray, Lord God, that They could overcome the fear that's controlling them and that you would strengthen them. So, Father God, right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray that every individual individual speak to you on their own behalf, that they would just open up and say, Dear God, I, I, I really want to take the first step of getting healthy again. And, Lord, I wanted to do that today. And I realized that, God, that I'm not God, that you are. And I, I really keep trying to control things, but, Lord, I'm out of control. And I'm really sorry, Lord. So I've done things, Lord, that you told me to do, uh, and, and you told me not to do, and I did them anyway. And then you told me to do some things, and I didn't do them. Lord, I'm, I'm just so confused. I'm so messed up. God, would you restore my body, mind, and soul today? I pray, Father God, that you help us and you redeem us and you make us new. And I pray this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Please don't leave. I, I, I pray you'll stand with me. And if you want some special prayer, we have a prayer team. Prayer team, make your way up so they can know who to go to so that they could pray with you and and make your way up and just say, you know what, I'm making a, a decision today to overcome issues that I need to overcome. And you might be thinking of a loved one that you wish they were here today. Send them the sermon tonight. It'll be in our website. Send it to them and say i really thought of you because i'm gonna i'm gonna try to get healthy would you join me would you join me in getting healthy because i really need your help so god pour yourself into us and out to us god i desperately need you
0: He will never fail
1: my sin
3: It out this to is God right
1: story.
0: now. Release
3: it to Him right now and tell Him what you need.
0: Tell Him what you're facing.
3: If you don't want to come up, ask someone to pray with you. But Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we cry out to you. And Lord, we're saying that we really realize and we admit that our life is really out of control, God. And we thought we had it all together and all the pieces in place. But God, we've really caused a lot of damage to ourselves and to others. So we need your help, God. Would you intervene in our life? We're going to let go and let God. We're not going to hold on to the rope anymore. We're going to untie the knot and let go and fall into the hands of Almighty God to heal our brokenness, our hurts, habits, and hang-ups. And, Lord, we pray blessing over this new class that starts Tuesday night. That, Lord, if someone hasn't signed up, it doesn't matter. Let them show up. And, God, we're going to believe for great and mighty things. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And God's people said amen. Church, we love you. Happy New Year and let this be the year. Let's go for more in 24. God bless you.